0: A chickadee chick, a chickadee chick, a chick check chickadee, chickadee chick check. Oh, la la Chick 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 And then you got phones here If you want them sure. if, it, if they bug you I don't think it really matters Oh, I didn't end up smoking that joint, did I? No, we didn't. Oh, you smoke too. Right? Oh, I smoke. Oh, I didn't even know, buddy. I'm sorry. That's okay. I pictured you just for an old square because you're a banker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nope.
1: I'm a new age banker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got all them tattoos and stuff.
0: I forget, eh? You're like, do you ever meet Doug Nagy? I've only met him, like, once. Well, Doug Nagy's the same. All tatted up. Uh, buddy wears his long sleeves, you know? Like, just, uh... And uh, he looks like a fucking. I go. You look like uh, an accountant, and you. But you're not. You're like you got this other like raging beast inside of an accountant. Mm-hmm. And he goes. What? I'm actually working for River Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and he's very soft spoken. Like uh, when he's not a comic, like when he's on stage, he's yeah, he screams, yells, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but when he's talking, so. Talks kind of like that, and you're like, whoa, "Whoa, you are really have some sort of like repressed shit inside." Oh, wild, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's like such a guy, different personality. he lets out on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Check check cool. Check check.
0: Come on, eh? Shut your mouth. There we go. And nothing's going out live. So if there is anything that uh, does manage to be said that you regret, it'll be time to remove it. Okay, sounds good. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just recording, but not. Like I said,
1: the only thing I can think of is, like, I don't want to name the bank.
0: Yeah. No no customers, no specifics, no, like, obviously, like, anything like that. Mm -hmm. No, I just wanted to have the spirit of a banker. Yeah. 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 You were a banker. You know what I shouldn't and should say. Yeah, exactly. And I can imagine it's only gotten worse. Like, more on the shouldn't side, you know? Yep. Yep. My buddy is, like, he used to be the main guy, like, he used to be, like, my sidekick on the show, kind of, like, he, he was my whipping uh, boy. Okay. Which I believe every talk show should have a whipping boy. Yeah. Because, um, they've all had him. It's a place to go when your jokes don't land. So, like, if, uh, if I did, if I had a joke and it didn't land, or I, there was, like, a in a conversation and not, we need a laugh, I could always just, like, make fun of that guy, Right? Johnny Carson had, like, Ed McMahon, who was a drunk, and he had his, like, band leader, who he made wear ridiculous suits. And, um, so he could always make fun of them. And then, uh, so I had Charters, and he, he worked at Toyota. Okay. And he's, like, a bigwig there. Like, he's, he's a really smart guy, right? Okay. So I could never mention that he worked there. So I always just called him Master of Industry. And, uh, I think I only mentioned it once and I had to bleep it, but, um, he, uh, really like we had a hot tub video, which is funny and I can't play it because someone at work at Toyota was like, Oh, I saw what you guys did. Like on a left truck. And he was just like, Hey, I saw that, that shit you did is super funny, man. I thought that was super funny. And Dave's like, take it down right now. And I'm like, what do you mean? This guy said it was funny. He's like, I don't want people at work knowing what I'm doing and i'm like fuck man it's like what's the point of doing it like you know half the people that were listening like cuz he had a he was in, had a management job there and i was shitting on him all the time yeah and they they thought it was hilarious they're shitting on one, on one of the our big wigs that they're kind of like scared of and i'm taking the piss out of them all the time and it would they loved it it was a lot of the core audience were people from toyota oh really well yeah we, and they and they were kind of in on the thing that this guy, who's like Mister Uppity, plays guitar in the on this podcast, and like really, yeah. And the host is always taking the piss out of him, you know. And then uh, he's he always played the super conservative um, character who is like politically correct c- company man, you know. And then I would be the one that was like saying, "Oh, that's all stupid, right?" Because like I was the antithesis of that, and it was a good, it worked. And then the pandemic happened, and he became that actual person. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what happened. I think he literally, like, I think what happened was, you know, like, when you're, before the pandemic, you would get together with your friends, and your friends would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're getting, you're off the rails, man. Like, you're out of your mind. And they would show you their perspective of how it's different. And then in the pandemic, you just go on doing your own shit. And so he was in going to work, coming home. Hanging out with people from work and coming home, gotcha. and so he only had this like Toyota mindset, and then he was so corporatized that he was t- like he was offended by fucking everything, and I was like, "What is wrong with you?" It bothers me. I showed him a, a video to one of his on on YouTube one time.
1: Yeah, I I, he showed I def- like,
0: offended his family.
1: That's ridiculous. I I know me as a person. I have like a limit as how far I can go in banking. Like, I'm not going to be a a corporate manager. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh, might, yeah. I might be like a supervised. Like, I got maybe like one leadership role in me, but like, I'm not. You're
0: I'm not never going to. Leadership go- material.
1: No. <laughs> no. I'm not down. I'm not bleeding green. I'm not going to downtown Toronto. Mm. I'm not. I'm there. Like, I'm there for the
0: paycheck, man. I got more important things to worry about in life. Like, yeah, man. I get that. Totally. Yeah. Cause I, that's how I ended up uh, talking to a. This guy I respected, he was like my mentor. Yeah. And I was like, what am I doing here? Like, what's, what could I possibly do that's going to be better? Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to make me happy here. And, and he, and he kind of laughs and he's like, uh, well, we could uh, probably send you to the Chatham when this guy retires and you can do his job. Or we could send you up here and you could do this guy's job. I'm like, I don't want to do any of those. And he said, ah, you should get the fuck out of here, really. <laughs> he goes, why? What are you afraid of? Right. He goes, are you afraid you're going to fail? He's, he's like, well, then you come back. We'll, yeah. we'll take you back. Like, uh, we're going to hire you. Yeah, we, yeah. You need good talent. Yeah, that's the thing. There's hard to find people. That
1: said. is like the best thing I will say about like, working at something like TD is, though, Like, if I don't like working, like, egg just didn't work for me, so I switched industries, right? You got a big bank. When, when I first got in, I didn't realize how many little parts there were. Yeah, yeah. I came in, and I worked retail. My first, like, four years.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's that's perfect. That's how you should, which should, oh, yeah. you should do, right? Because then you understand it right from the ground up, because that's the nuts and bolts. Yeah. People should, you should always be, like, that's the thing about FCC that was the real problem, is that they weren't income, they weren't uh, profit-driven, right? So right. they were able to do things for the right reasons, which is cool, but they, not just for profit. But they also made a fucking ton of profit. So then they weren't, because they weren't, <laughs> because they weren't profit-driven, they just had all this fucking money they had nothing to do with. So they made jobs. They built a big fucking ivory tower in Regina, you know? They filled with a bunch of people that just came up with ideas of things for the account managers to do out in the field that would be fun. You guys can go pick up, uh, do, go on a food drive, or you can do this or that. I was like how about you guys do it and I'll just lend money like I've been doing and yeah. you guys stay out of my fucking way. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I would always say. It was more of a team player. <laughs> I go, you guys are coming up with great ideas and you're making us do it on top of the work we already are doing that is too much. So like I would be like, uh, fuck this. That was actually one. Of, yeah, that was actually, I think, the thing I was saying to blow up the meeting because they were really happy about the thing that corporate came out with and I just shit all over it like that, like, Oh great! Another thing, like, yeah. and then, uh, I but I said it in the worst way possible too. Like everyone got real mad and started side fights that I wasn't even part of. That's the best, because you don't you just start it and then you're quiet sitting there and then everyone else is fighting and you're like, <laughs> 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 this is terrible. <laughs> but it was fun. That's the only way I would get through. We used to do, uh, like, how agricultural were you? Were you like? Do you ever do you ever have to read the Ontario Farmer, the newspaper, the Ontario Farmer? No, like, cause
1: I would never dealt with customers, so like, Did you grew up
0: on a farm? No, no. So I had no
1: farming background. Really? I just, I just kind of fell into the role. I was looking for a promotion at TD, and that was kind of like the first one that came up. I was living in North Bay at the time.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's so weird, though, a person working in agriculture didn't grow up in it. To me, cause it's it's like oh yeah, it's like um. Cause it's so foreign, you know. Oh, ninety percent of the people I worked with grew up on a farm. Yeah, yeah. There was only a
1: handful of us that didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. they in the farm credit too, there was only a few that didn't. And you're like, you didn't grow up on a farm? Like it was always the conversation. You're like, no, I didn't. And you're like, how are you here? Yeah. And then because uh, because it, it, but when I started, it was kind of almost a rarity. Like, like there were like like I met this guy. He, he worked for farm credit. But he worked for CIBC before for like 20 years and he was like, his dad was a banker and his granddad was a banker and he w- he grew up wanting to be a banker. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy, man. Like you, That's wild. That is wild. Like, uh, I, I understand the farmer aspect of it because it's yeah. like, it's your lifestyle mm-hmm. and you do, like when you're living on a family farm, like from like, as long as you can remember, you're part of getting the crop in and like yeah yeah if it doesn't work out you know it doesn't work out yeah. and you don't get as much for Christmas and <laughs> it's a family <laughs> it's, affair right yeah, Like, yeah like you're all part of it and then as you get older you start following the markets and you start paying attention to how to sell the crop and all the ways you can kind of like how it makes money and that and then you get to a certain point where you're like oh I could do this for myself you know but my parents always told me don't and my dad said don't do this it's not for it's not for you yeah Said I was too smart for it. Which is so stupid. That is the dumbest thing, dumbest advice ever. Hey Amen. To- a smart farmer is a good farmer. You know, a smart plumber is a good plumber. Yeah. Like, they would tell kids, your marks are too good to be an electrician. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? It means I'm going to be a really fucking good electrician. Exactly, it's dumb. Actually, I took an aptitude test, I was supposed to be a bus driver. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a bus driver. And I did good marks and everything in school. It just, that's what it had. I did the test at the, I start recording. Yeah, Iron Sheik.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm a big wrestling guy.
0: Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of the highlights of my life. I interviewed an Iron Sheik in Kingston. And, uh.
1: Yes, I, you reposted the episode when he passed. When he I, passed, And yeah. I, li-
0: I did listen to the. Oh, it was, uh. He was such a nice guy to us, really. Like, he had, um. Hmm. You can you pass me one of those ashtrays, please? I don't know. Some dude. I think he was he was a listener at the time. He he uh, was part of the arrangement of having the sheet go to Kingston. Said, "Do you want to interview him?" I said, "Sure." And uh, the one guy that interviewed him first, like we had, a, we lined up with all the press, yeah. and I had been doing the podcast for not that long, so it was me and my cousin Mike went up, and it's like, it's like, um, like there's only. We don't know what we're doing. We have a Zoom recorder. We fucked it up, but there was like real news there and stuff, like with us. So we were like, holy shit, you know? But there were also jackass podcasters and stuff. And they were like, um, they were like uh, doing like dress up like Ric Flair and they were like uh, wooing at the Iron Sheik and like trying to get a rise out of him and stuff. And you were like, they're a bunch of jackasses. And then I had a plan, like I did my research and I wanted to really be like professional, but you see the Sheik just kind of wanted to tell everybody that he was like this OUAA champion and that he needs to be given the respect. He's a real wrestler, not like that Jabroni Hulk Hogan and stuff, and then- Big um, Jabroni. Yeah, so I really played that in. Like I was like, gave him all the, his credits, nice. you know, so he, f- he knew I respected him. And then he called me a very intelligent man. And then uh, we actually went... If you see how he wrote on that? Yeah. He was so tired because the whole day they had him like wheeling around everywhere. And my Mike had, my cousin Mike had to like hold his hand till basically finished writing it because he made him write like a novel about the Dutch Hall or whatever. But the yeah, actually was cool. And then Jake the Snake. I opened for Jake the Snake one time in Tilsonburg. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. He was cool too. Jake the Snake... Uh, Great storyteller, actually. Great storyteller. He told a good story about um, Macho Man and uh, and Rick Rude. He told a story about Rick Rude, where um, I think his uh oh yeah, um, Rick Rude was going to kiss Jake the Snake's girlfriend, okay. and because uh, you know how Rick Rude would go in the audience and kiss a girl, yeah, yeah. And so then, uh, so Jake the Snake went and made his girlfriend give him uh, oral sex, and then he ejaculated in his girlfriend's mouth, and then when Rick Rude went to kiss her, she had held it in her mouth, and then spit it in, to, or like spit it in Rick, in Rick Rude's mouth. Oh my God. And then apparently uh, Rick Rude, because he was planning on doing this as a rib on on Jake the Snake, that he was going to kiss his girl or whatever, but... Jake flipped it once he found out and then uh, he ran in and like punched like a steel door or something like trying to get at jake he was really upset (laughs) that's wild (laughs) that is a that is a diabolical trick and like wrestlers you hear that like wrestlers are like the extreme of of uh of like you think that like that locker room kind of like jokes and stuff you know like taking a shit in someone's bag or whatever And I would say, like, the only grouping of people that would come close uh, to wrestlers in that regard would be comedians. Oh, for
1: sure. For sure. (laughs) I've seen it quite a few times. They're very similar in, like, how you got to pay your dues, you got to work the road, right?
0: Right. Yeah. That's what I think, too. Every time you see a wrestler and a comedian get together, they end up usually finding, like, a lot of common ground. Because you go through the same kind of process. Like, doing gigs where you're not making money and you're, like... Uh, beating the shit out of yourself for no reason like if we're doing it emotionally <laughs> yeah, but we're emotional damage they yeah, physical they're physical damage but god damn it it's humiliating it's got to be kind of emotionally damaging too if you're like getting suplexed in an arena and for no one cares Four people you know that has got to you're like ouch for nothing I, yeah <laughs> you, that would
1: that'd be some emotional damage
0: yeah definitely like I think that um um like the only thing I would like to do more than stand-up comedy would be a bad guy wrestler. Or a heel wrestler? Yeah, a Nothing real better. real bad guy. Like uh like I love the Andy Kaufman uh like Tony Clifton character yeah. where it's where he's like uh he gets to be bad on purpose. Like to me that's almost like as much fun as getting laughs if you could get a whole crowd to hate you. Yeah. That's so fun. You ever, it's so punk rock, hey! Eh?
1: Oh, there's just an art to it, and there's some of those wrestlers back in the day who could just, like, get
0: boobs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's still one, uh, one or two now that are doing it, like, great yeah like i I still watch it eh i'm a i'm a wrestling a closet wrestling guy oh i'm a i'm an open wrestling guy you're out of the closet you're open eh
1: yeah i had a wrestling podcast for like three years
0: you did yeah yeah oh i should have asked you this before we went on the show (laughs) that's okay talked about your credits i don't have it anymore oh really yeah no uh did you do it by yourself no there was me and a couple other guys wally warwick was one of the guys oh wally was one of the guys yeah yeah my buddy brandon oh okay yeah wally i knew he did a wrestling podcast yeah yeah, same one. That was mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, cause uh, yeah, he uh, he he's crazy wrestling fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I am too, man. I I but I kind of hide it because I've been made to believe that it's white trash, but uh, guess what? Uh, I might be white trash.
1: I think we're a little. We're all yeah. a little trashy, feet.
0: Yeah, we're all degrees. Eh, it's like your degrees of of autistic. Your your degrees. Of, I think everything's like a degree. You know, like your degrees of uh, of gay you know like you're not a hundred percent straight you're not a hundred percent gay like i would i wouldn't feel uh like i would hug a, a person if i uh cared for them even if they were a man yeah. that would be more gay than say my brother like <laughs> yeah. he, he would probably not do that you know okay <laughs> you know so like there's uh, degrees like what i'm saying gender even i think we, we express uh, uh like uh masculine tendencies and uh Feminine tendencies Right So we're kind of Both man and woman Right Ah oh, for fuck I think I forgot my jokes But um, And then we have uh, What was the, What was the other degrees That we were talking about Where would we start Wrestling Wrestling Yeah there white are degrees white, we... Degrees of white trash Yeah So I decided to Put myself in a checkbox So you say NASCAR White trash right
1: NASCAR right Yeah uh,
0: I like it there you go. I, I don't. You don't, right? No. So I'm more white trash, right there. So that's a point for me. I should put that in. I should. I should give the point to you for being a white trash for, for not being for trash. not being white trash, but I got it for being trash. Okay. So we'll have to uh, reset after the show starts. But this is just an official white trash counter, okay. and then we'll do the other thing. So white trash. What's another white trash thing? We would both get like wrestling. We both are wrestling.
1: Yeah. Less- Very trash.
0: That's a point apiece. So now it's like two to one. Um, Do you... Oh, tattoos. I got a bunch, yeah. Okay, I have none. got, oh, Mm, yeah. That's a a two to two, Okay. right? What other would make you? Do you have, what makes you white trash? Do you have a broken down car on your property? I don't. Neither do I, damn it. Something broken. Broken home? Your whole home's broken? Is your. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Oh, like your family's broken. Yeah. Does that make you trash? used to used to maybe yeah (laughs) is your family broken
1: uh divorced yeah
0: ah that does give you a point okay i'm just finding ways to get me points yeah you end up uh, beating me on that one i had a stable family life (laughs) (laughs) my (laughs) family loved each other yeah yeah, damn it damn it yeah i don't know it must be like part mexican or something um so no wait uh what if you're what a poor I do all right. Yeah, relative, no points for either of us. We're not poor enough to call ourselves poor. Uh, racist? Sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Point for you. No, no. I think we both are not have to say not racist. Even if you are racist, you have to say not racist. But like what to say? What's to say you're not racist to say like I think uh, black guys are good dancers. Is that racist? If was positive.
1: Positive stereotype.
0: I'm a positive racist. I'm positively racist. That's what I mean. <laughs> like I just say things, like I think Chinese people are good at math. You know, Does I like the good me... things about them. Yeah, I just like the good. Thing. I believe something's positive about everyone, about every nation and people. But it's it's racist. A white man can jump. Yeah. No, I'll, they can't. But they, you know what they are? They're they're good organizers. You know, you're gonna say, yeah, I'll give them every, everybody something. You know, like you go uh, Eskimos. Those guys, uh, they are resourceful. You know, you can always come up with something. You know, you know the 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 uh, the 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 Latinos are polite. You know, what do you say? That's that's racist.
1: (laughs) There's a a couple. That's a positive racism.
0: Yeah, positively racist. Yeah, like you go like uh, man, black guys got big dicks. That's positively racist, you know, I would love it if I had a race, if they looked at me my race and they were like, that is, uh, you obviously are good at fighting, you know, or something. Yeah. yeah. I think white people legit are good at drinking. Yeah. Like something about survival. Yeah. Because they had to drink beer instead of water or something like up in the Viking land or whatever. So anyone from that like lineage of people that do that are like uh like a good drinkers.
1: Oh yeah, like all of England, right? Like yeah, that
0: area. Yeah, like Bavaria. Like uh, most of the Europeans are pretty good drinkers. Russians can drink, you know. And then you get to like you hang out with like uh, some people from other parts of the world who are not as good drinkers. That's sure, just that's, the truth. They get drunk easy. You can't even argue it. No.
1: Black guys are good drunks,
0: drinkers. Yeah, good, better drinkers. Black guys get drunk easier than white guys. They do. Then they drink fruitier drinks. That's my opinion. Take me to the, like, a, like a, I'm not uh, saying this behind anyone's back. I'll say it publicly to anyone's face. They just, that's my opinion. Same with cigarettes. They like the, the minty ones. Okay. <laughs> For menthols and stuff. There's always like a little bit of flavor, right? Eh? It's uh, A little spice to the life. Yeah, that's racist. That's racist to say everyone does that of one certain thing. That's a thing. Even if you say something positive, it's racist. But uh so we all kinda have that, even if we're not even if we're nice. Yeah. Don't you think? I think so. What what if you think like of a like if a person of color is like you white guys are think you're better than everybody? That's racist, right? That's racist, yeah. Right. Even if it's right. Right? No. <laughs> no, I don't I don't but if they thought that, that would be kinda mean. Right? That's why I've campaigned for a long time, Rob, to be pink. I think we should I should they should come up with a new race. Call yeah, so the white if you're white and you wanna like differentiate yourself from the bad whites. You know the bad <laughs> the bad ones? Like the trashy ones. Or like not the white the tra- trash. Yeah, but not white good white trash is good. Like good white trash i love them you know they're they they're fun to drink with they're they're uh good to their families and they're uh you know like like hard-working people you know i like good white trash but you know like real real like shady people or douchey people rich douchebags you know like bad racist people yeah. or like people that would uh that would uh um, do something bad you know like Those are the type of people. They're like the white people that colonized, you know? The ones that genocided and stuff, you know?
1: The white privilege, yeah.
0: Yeah, the ones that I feel bad about being white because of. Yeah. 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 I want to distance myself from them by joining the pink race. Okay. Yeah? Because I'm not completely white. I'm kind of pink. If you look at my skin, I'm pink, I think. Or pink, yeah. I'll just call myself pink and then I don't want to have any of the guilt. Right? I'm with you. Yeah, but you have to pass a test to see if you're racist or not, don't you think? And it, in order to do that, you can't just be two white guys sitting around <laughs> talking about it. That's not going to solve our problems. Because me and you could talk for the complete hour tonight, and we would never uh, be able to definitively figure out if we're racist. Nope. No, because nope. we're both That's too. It's a losing battle. We're both too white. What? Are, question for you. What are Pink's good at? What are pinks good at? Oh, a good question. What are pinks good tolerance? <laughs> We're the best at tolerance, <laughs> <laughs> understanding. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just staying out of the way. You know what Lending I? Think, you know what I think is bad too. You know, it's like, um, like you know how, uh, like there is white privilege, right? But it's mostly about rich privilege, and then the. Poor white guys don't get it, you know. And then it's still the the poor white guys. Uh, they get treated like shit, like the other people, like everyone else, and just this exclusive bit of white people get. So just make those ones pink, make and then them pink. Can, yeah, because I feel more like the white guys that got treated like garbage, like the rest of them. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, like uh, uh, I I try not to pay taxes. You know what I'm saying? That's what the white people do well.
1: They don't pay their taxes. No, that's what
0: the bad, like the good ones, I think. the I don't know what I'm trying to say. But what I'm trying to say is that uh, I think I'm pink. Anyways, I'm trying to put this thing together. Let's see if we can get it going tonight, Rob. All right. We should get the show started. This has just been chatter, but it's not a real show until we do this thing. Oh, that we call, where are you, man? Uh, the theme song. Welcome to the dutch hall oh listen to that hot crowd right listen to that crowd we have a great show this is the uh, beginning of season 11 everyone we're back in the pool shed doing it all over again we i hope you're glad to hear our voices unfortunately it's only my own our regular co-host of this show uh derek van Houten, is home with his new baby boy and uh the boy is having a little trouble sleeping through the night, and uh Derek needs to perform all his fatherly duties, so he is remains on hiatus and Johnny Renton, our regular director is uh the red big red truck has passed away, which is a sad day, and uh, the big red truck has uh gotten Johnny through a lot of pinches and it has passed away. So he's mourning the loss of his truck, but also not willing to walk from his new location, which is uh, quite a, a distance. So he was unable to come here tonight. So Johnny just gets um, this. Be- yes. That's a lame excuse, Johnny. You should have started walking sooner. I do not forgive you. So, but we did have a guest a new guest, a virgin guest, a one, a very first-time guy, a guy who still has, like, uh, excitement about being on this program. It's not a chore you're doing to make a friend happy so he's not just lonely by himself doing podcasts for no one to listen to. You get to pretend you're doing it with one other person, and this person this week is Rob DeLeo, everybody. Rob DeLeo. Come on, man. There you go, Rob. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. I really do appreciate you coming out. All right, all right, enough for Rob. He doesn't deserve that. He's the first time on. And uh, I am your host of the show and two time, you should say two time. Two time. President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. There, the rest of it for me. There, thank you. And uh, season 11. So season 11 has started, uh, and I made a promise that every show is a game show. So far, it's three to two for Rob. Uh, the White Trash game ended up heating up, started to turn turn out pretty good. Okay. Uh, You know, it's only part of it because you'll now be awarded points arbitrarily for other things. Okay. Your White trashness is not the only reason you will get points on this program. Okay. It can be for a myriad of other reasons and... There is always the secret word. (laughs) Okay. Which The secret word, of course, I told the audience before the program, before you got on. I said the secret word is, and I spouted it into the camera. And I didn't just do that at the end of the show and then splice it into the beginning. I I did it at the beginning. And then, uh, so if you say it, then there will be some sort of fanfare. Oh, okay. You don't know what the secret word is, but if you say it. Then you're going to get a prize, a prize from Clean Flow, uh, our sponsor of this program. Clean Flow, and while we're at it, Rob, if you don't mind me, did I introduce myself? I did. <clears throat> Clean Flow is is the, is the uh, a sponsor of this program, and I actually had a meeting with Clean Flow. Two meetings. One of the representatives from Clean Flow came to my comedy show as well, and uh, was, I was quite happy to see him. And uh, what CleanFlow told me is that they would like me on this program. And as the, as the sponsor of our program, they can tell me whatever they want to do and I will do it. So they wanted me to bring back another sponsor, which is an odd request. So they have flipped the bill for us to bring back a long, an old sponsor of this program. I'm happy to bring them back. I'm sorry, I'm really setting this up, Rob, because I want to I make sure the audience knows this is a big deal. This is something that hasn't happened since pre-pandemic, Rob. Pre-pandemic, big deal. Big deal. After long-awaited return, I am happy to announce that we are bringing back Van Dyke Party Services. Hooray, everyone. Come on, look at that. That's what we needed. What is Van Dyke Party Services, Rob? Well, let me tell you what it is. It's uh, <clears throat> if you want to have a good time, you, you know, you like to have a good time. I love to have a good time. You have a bunch of friends who also like to have a good time. I think so. And uh, sometimes you ever get together with them and you're not having a good time. And you're just like these guys are a bunch of pear-shaped losers And maybe I should invite fun people to hang yeah. out with me Instead of these, these square pieces of shit And then uh, so uh, just call Van Dyke Party Services And we'll send you between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins And they'll come there in bright yellow jackets And you're going to have the time of your life And all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash Plus all of, all of our expenses Which will be dear Let me just guarantee that but you're gonna have the time of your life, guaranteed Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by CleanFlow, Hey, eh? So we're back, Rob. Nice. It's only a matter of time for the phone rings off the hook for that one is Van Dyke Party Services. Yeah, how do you get hold of them? Oh yeah, you can just uh, reach us at the dutchhallgmail.com or I don't know, you can just find me on the internet. You know, uh, petevandykecomedian.com, that's my website. Hey, this is a way to do, like, all my commercials at once before we even get into anything on the show. Who else do got to do? Patreon? Go to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash tall, and you can get exclusive content, including the hot tub video until Dave finds out we're putting it up there, and uh, the mustache one, and uh, there's one of us watching this girl who's, like, uh, uh, she's, like, a... Uh, they call it like outsider music. Have you heard of that? No. If B.J. Snowden is her name. Have you ever heard of BJ, B.J. Snowden? Well, B.J. Snowden is a great artist that we have. Uh, the I introduced her to the fellas, and uh, they watch uh, that we we review one of her performances. Ah. Yeah, it's awesome. I can show it to you after the show. B.J. Snowden, look it up. It's great, but sounds good. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. It's very. Uh, much her own style you know so it's kind of interesting i like to show those to beaver this guy um, michelle beaver because he's uh he has like uh very uh, animated uh, reactions to things he hasn't seen before and then i like to i like to expose him to new things that's what i like to do because he's like uh my my dad's like that too like i always like to tell my dad about things i know will make him mad because it's, it's new like he doesn't get it you know like i loved all of bring up like what it means like uh met a non-binary person the other day dad and just watch him fume you know <laughs> he doesn't know what i'm saying yeah but he knows he doesn't like it yeah <laughs> this whatever this thing is that you're talking about and the more i would explain it the more you would get, com- get uh, confused and angry by it but it's it's fun for me <laughs> <laughs> you get like I don't want to get to that age, man. Do you? Like where you know you get to an age where you're like uh if you don't keep up yeah. w- like if you don't maintain friends with young people, I think this is what it is. Is I would what- Like I'm lucky to be a comedian because I get to g- hang out with younger people. And and I so a lot of my friends who are like the same age as me in comedy are like 30, you know. Right, yeah. Like they started when they were twenty. I started when I was forty. You know, like right. So right. like it's like they're. So I do have friends that are that age, and and I, that makes me understand young people a lot better. Yeah. Plus yeah. my and then my kids are ten years younger than that. Like they're twenty. So then um, I get to know them too. You know, like but.
1: Like if you're not a comedian or like how do you.
0: Yeah. If you're just in a bubble where you're going to work or hanging out with people at your age all the time, and then you just don't, no one's giving you a memo about how society changed, you know, like, or what the issues of like half of the population are, you know, that you're just like on the other side of the hill of giving a shit about, you know, Oh yeah,
1: you got your own stuff to worry about. Yeah.
0: You're just worrying about like paying the bills and eating and stuff. And then all of a sudden they came up with new, new things and you don't know about it. Right. And then everyone's mad at you because you're an idiot. You're asking questions, right? And they are like, I, I, I'm supposed to know what all, what all these things are, you know? Like, and then uh, we figure it out pretty quick. You know, it's only an issue until you figure it out, and then it's not. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Like, have you ever used to meet a... Like, let's say uh, you have, like, a... Let's make up, like, a, like a, a country that's not real, you know? Like, uh, Z-land... You know, that's not a real place, is it? Well, there's New, there's new Zealand. Yeah, the old one is what I'm talking about. <laughs> the old about. Zealand. Yeah, you know, those old Zealanders are just garbage, right? Like, uh, you think that? Because uh, one time one took a shit on your lawn or something, you know? You're, like, mad because some fucking old Zealander came and took a dump on your grass. And so then uh, you think, oh, those old Zealanders, they're like animals, you know? They just poop on your lawn. It's the, it's the racism, Pete. Yeah, I know. But you just base it on that one guy. Right. And then you realize like you meet two guys and that second guy goes, you know what? I've never pooped on a lawn in my life. You know, that guy must have been out of his mind, you know? And you realize, oh, it's just uh, people. Some of them poop on lawns and some of them don't. Yeah. Of all persuasions, you know? try to tell my dad that about the like, telemarketers you know like not a billion people 1.4 billion people are not all telemarketers trying to rip you off yeah yeah you know like he thinks that everyone from the country of india <laughs> is trying to rob him you know i'm like no 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 there are people in every country that do good things and bad things Some you know. people
1: they just have a job
0: yeah it's crazy right you know what i noticed about i don't know why this whole thing's about racism because i don't i don't really talk about race very much but there was this one show i did about meet a muslim and i had on a muslim drywaller okay right so we drank beers with him, right because at the time like as part of the show yeah it was it was an episode of the dutch hall oh okay and so we had in this muslim guy to ask him questions because we didn't know much about the religion right and the guy tells us all this great information and he's a good guy. And then we, 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 the whole kind of motivation was there's a lot of Islamophobia at the time. And we wanted to, like, just uh, meet one of these people to show that's a regular guy. Just, like, there's nothing, like, different about the, the, about the fact that this guy happens to have a different faith. Right. Right? And so then uh, I get a guy who, like, listens to my show and says, I listen to that meet a Muslim show that you put on and you're right. They should all go back to their country. And I'm like, I never said that. Oh, no. Yeah. I never said anything close to that. You know, the whole point of it was the opposite of that. Yeah. You know? But people just heard what they wanted, you know, like they got, I don't know how they got whatever that out of what I was Or saying. just
1: wanted to be angry.
0: Yeah. Like they just maybe saw the title and were in their own angry head for the whole thing. Not listening, you know, because it was the opposite of what we put out, you know, but you can't, you can't really control what people do with what you say. Even if you say, like if there's, the one person on my, uh, on my um, feedback, I I have to hit this. Johnny hits that when I say feedback. To, uh, I have to do it all I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything this, this night Rob I'm a little discombobulated I'm sorry but many I did want to talk to you about a few things We're going to get into the interview I'm just getting sidetracked sure. Because I'm excited to be doing podcasting again And I get a, this is kind of like Old school Dutch hall Where Pete just goes on rambles To try to fill time And I'm going to be more disciplined now okay. I'm going to talk to our guest tonight Rob DeLeo Now Rob You are, uh, I got to tell you, as a a comedian. DeLeo. DeLeo. Yeah. I did that wrong twice already, so I'm sorry about that, Rob. DeLeo. DeLeo? Yeah. What is that, Italian? Yeah. And uh, is your mother and father Italian?
1: No, just my dad's half. I'm only a quarter Italian. You're
0: only a quarter Italian. What's the rest of you? uh,
1: Quarter Irish, quarter German, and... Quarter Slovak, I think, something like that.
0: All right, eh? Hey. That is a real mutt, mutt blow. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just Canadian. Yeah, they'll give you good stock. I like it. Uh, um, we diagnosed Johnny. Do you know Johnny Renton? Yeah. Do you know what he is? No, I don't. Yeah, he's hard to guess, eh? Hey? Yeah, he's, he's so... A- like, you can't even guess. Turns out he's German-Italian. Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't think I would have guessed
0: that. Yeah, it wouldn't either But his, the German is really Austrian, I think okay. Austrian, Italian His Austrian grandma was just like my Dutch grandma I met her Sweet lady Nice. She was excited to meet me Was okay. on the show? No, no, I just picked up Johnny to go to our gig
1: Oh, nice Nice
0: She goes, can I meet him? Can I meet him? And I'm like, I want to meet your grandma like, I was excited to meet her too I think Johnny was trying to keep us apart Because he knew that there would be like sparks between us and uh, he didn't want that to happen. And I can't say there wasn't sparks, Johnny. <laughs> you're good. Dude. You better keep your grandma away from me if you're listening <laughs> to this. She's charming, but she she did remind me a little bit too much of my grandma. uh Oh, so I feel I feel weird about making up with her. <laughs> uh, Rob uh, Rob DeLeo, I wanted to ask you. You are, to be honest, uh, how long have you been doing comedy for? Uh, about five years. And uh, at the beginning, when I met you, I knew I found out you were a. Uh, you shared a, an occupation with me that you were a dirty banker. I, I am. And uh, and I and I I gotta admit I distanced myself a little bit from you because uh, people like you give me like PTSD from those days. You know. Yeah. Like if if you were wearing khaki pants right now and like a button up shirt. Like, I would have twitches, you know, where I'd be back behind the desk, you know. my suit
1: and tie next time.
0: Yeah, like, oh, fuck, that gives me sweats. I was uh, honestly had like a panic attack one time at a Chinese food restaurant just because I was there waiting to pick up my order. And there was like a group of like bankers that were all having like a lunch or something. And they were just chatting with that talk. And it would just brought me right back to the The banker speak. Yeah, it brought me right into the thick of it, eh? Oh, yeah. Not the part I liked either. Like, I like talking to customers, not the bankers, you know? Like, I like to talk to the customers better because they were like cowboys, you know? Like, they were the free ones that made all the money. Right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I always thought that. I'm like, why am I on this side of the desk, you know? Like, it kind of... So, when did you um, um, feel the compulsion to want to do stand-up comedy? Like when were you, when did you kind of like think you were going to that you that you, that you wanted to give it a try? Yeah,
1: no, I so I've been writing jokes probably for about like oh probably almost a year before like I did my first set. Yeah, yeah. Um just always a fan and all that. Like gr-
0: growing up and stuff you were a fan?
1: Growing up as a fan, yeah.
0: And uh like who who was like the first like comedian that you remember as a kid? Like uh,
1: For some reason, I remember my parents had a Howie Mandel stand-up. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was big. I remember that album. Yeah, the one where he uh, blew the glove off in his head. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that one, too, as a kid. It was around the same time as Dice. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I listened to both those albums. They were pivotal, kind of, for me. And. uh, But
1: But yeah, so, like, I've been writing
0: for a while. Yeah, and always a fan.
1: Always a fan. And then just... I had to do a couple like public speaking things and it like th- I was horrible at it and like I fumbled and I was like I need to like I need to fix this and I was like I was also going to like just watch a couple open mics beforehand as well this is I was living up in North Bay at the time so it was yeah small open mics right and yeah. I was just going watching and I was like I just need to try just need to try yeah get the first couple out of the way and like try it right yeah yeah so my first like I promised myself I'd try like 10 just to like, I say like I, yeah yeah, dipped my feet in enough, and then I would give it like a feel, right? Yeah yeah yeah. And then yeah no I. And then you caught it. I caught it yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it, like did uh, did you get to ten before you realized that you're gonna go past ten, or did you know like sooner?
1: Yeah, probably around I want to say like six or seven. You were like, like well yeah. like I had like a de like a decent set, not a great set by any means, but like yeah. a decent set for someone had been doing it for a little like very little. Yeah yeah. I was like okay hey, like. Like yeah, yeah. I I want to try this a little bit more.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like golf kind of, right? Exactly like. Like it. you have though that one good shot and you're like I got to go back and want to feel that again. Yep. You know, and then um but if you but yeah, like uh mine wasn't quite like like mine Mine went better at the beginning. Like I think I I remember doing a good my first set and then my second set it still went good. And then I was like, I can't wait till I bomb because I was like, I want to know what that feels like. And then the third set I bombed and then I felt it and I was like, I remember being like, I can handle this you know, like I'm doing this forever. Yeah. You know, once I bombed, nice. like okay. once I felt the bomb and knew what it felt like. Oh yeah. And then I realized, Oh, there's worse bombs than that. <laughs> <laughs> was like, that was gonna, a light bomb. That was just a regular bomb. Like you'll have worse ones. than these, <laughs> But then eventually it gets better. Yeah. Like now I would consider myself bombing where the audience wouldn't know I'm bombing. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Totally different now.
0: Yeah. Like, like, cause you know, I like, get yourself out of trouble on that. But when you're new, you don't know how to get yourself out of trouble you just like eat it
1: well like that first set i remember i went and planned to do like like five minutes right yeah i was done it in two and a half minutes <laughs> yeah. i had zero timing i just blew through all of my material so fast
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Anyways. you don't know like yeah
1: and i don't i'd like i'd barely remember it because it was like over like that
0: yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's so cool like uh it's so cool everyone's path, but there's a time where you're just like, oh, this is just something I do. Yeah. You know, like uh, Gary Shandling said that it's like a calling. And I'm like, I think it is. It's like almost like a calling, like people get called a priesthood or something. You know, you get called to be a comedian because there's no reason to do it that makes sense. No. No. Like, <laughs> no. Not at all. You're not doing it for money or or glory or anything. Like You're just doing it because it's something that you that you do, you know. And other people are terrified of it.
1: Yeah. Oh, you tell a lot of people you're standing. Be like, I can never do that. It's the most terrifying. And you're like, it's, it isn't. It isn't. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like anything else. It's like I think like like I remember talking to my uh, proctologist about it. He's like, what do you do? I was like, I'm a comedian. And he goes, uh, Oh, geez, that's like. No, it was a urologist. It was a urologist. It was the one that put a camera in my dick. And that, that guy said, like, that's the hardest job I can imagine. And I'm like, you are like a, you know, he's a, a specialist. Yeah. You know? Like, that's a hard thing to do. He's like, yeah, but I could never do what you do. And I was like, I th- I would have thought he would look down his nose at me. You know, like, yeah. like, say, you're one of those, like, just talk about your dick and stuff. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> My daughter one time said to me um, Are you still doing that? And I'm like yeah And she's like uh, You're better than that Like are you still tell, telling dick, dick jokes? I'm like yeah that's, what, uh, yeah that's what I do And then she's like uh, You're better than that I'm like no I am not yeah. I am who I am Yeah I'm not better than that I'm the furthest thing from better than that <laughs> I like it It's like fart jokes It's like if, if you fart And you're gonna laugh. Yeah. You didn't do it on purpose. You heard the fart and laughed. Like it's farts ho- are funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Do you have f- a family? I don't. Know. I would just have wife and dogs. Wife and dogs, and you didn't give your wife didn't give birth to the dogs. No. She's a human being, right? A human being. That's good. But you've been you have a wife though, right? Yeah. And so like, is she been cool with it? The stand up. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I just gotta like balance it right like make sure i'm putting in the home time
0: yeah 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 but she no she's very cool with it yeah that's cool because that's like something that's the i find the most common thing i hear from people is your wife must be a saint to let you do this that's what i hear a lot my my wife is more thankful i'm not telling these jokes in front of her (laughs) yeah exactly right like i'm not making her go like, that's the thing. I don't make her go to any of these things. I'm just, I'm just doing it because I like it. And, like, what does this have to do with her? Yeah, and my I've... wife doesn't think of it like she would let me do it. She's like, he wants to do it. He does it. You know, yeah. like, what? It's not, no one lets me do nothing.
1: No, no. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not out every single night of the week. So, like, yeah. it's not like a letting me out.
0: Do you thing. tell any jokes about your wife?
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: does she ever have a problem with it? No,
1: no. Like, I usually I run them past her beforehand. But Oh, yeah.
0: You ever had one get turned down? Like where no,
1: you, no, cause, because like I I know as well. Like I'm. I can't never say that. Yeah yeah, 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 that type of thing. But
0: I've had a couple, and I always just say it's not about you. It's about everyone's wife. Oh, okay. Like well, mine's though, like specific. I know, but I'm like saying like she, I'm saying it like as my wife to to make it a specific thing. But it's not something that is only she does. It wouldn't it be funny if only she was the only wife that did it. Like I don't think. Right. Like, I think what's funny is that everyone's wife does that and that it's, yeah, that it's like, that you just don't usually talk about it or whatever. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I think. But, but, uh, so a lot of people are like, w- what do you think when he says stuff like that? I'm like, well, like, it's not really, it's just a joke, you know? It, it, you know, it's a joke about everyone's wife, really. It's yeah. not a joke about my wife in particular. Right? Like,.
1: Just a joke in but the Sometimes
0: end. it like I don't know who cares, who cares. Well, yeah. You ever like have a fantasy about being divorced? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's one that I was like I I was started writing this like series about it about being a divorce comic. Okay. Because I had a lot of kind of joke like or premises, right? But, like, it's saying, because I would always think, like, what if my wife divorced me? Like, I would be fucked in these ways, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and so then I would just pretend I got divorced and then make me fucked in those ways, you know? Like, or if I can't do laundry, then all my laundry's pink, you know? Like, and, like, you know, like, and I would just kind of, and then I, because I've never dated anyone before other than my wife, I would, like, make it so that, like, I don't know how to date, right? Right, right. You could play with that. And then. Because I would really be lost in a dating world because oh. I've never done it, right? And then I would hate it. I mean, I've done it and I don't want to get back out there. Oh, I'm I mean, like, it sounds terrible, no, right? No, yeah, God, no. I wouldn't want to do that ever. I can't even impress. But you've no, yeah, you've I forgot you've never done that. Yeah. Never dated. like, And it takes people like a good half a year at least to get to n- like me. Like, it, they don't like me right off the hop. Right. I've been told I'm not approachable and... Uh, off putting you know like uh they people are like uh they they they're not a, they're repelled by me, oh <laughs> yeah, is that uh like that, <laughs>
1: well, I think we bonded right away over our our financial backgrounds, so
0: yeah, I couldn't believe I, there was another one, like another banker with a sense with a sense of humor and and you weren't like chased out with a torch and pitchfork, yeah uh, well, you, i like you, to
1: think I'm not like a traditional banker either,
0: no. Not traditional banker, no, and I and you know what? They can't be beggars, can't be choosers now either, right? No, no. that's the thing. Like they just don't have enough to pick from because people don't want to do it the way they've got it set up that much anymore. So like, let me do it my way, or I'm gone, and you'll well, be especially, more fucked.
1: And if you're half competent, right? Like, yeah, they want to keep you around.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot better. Better that you're out telling, you know, jokes than or, you know, like uh, like if, what could you what would it take? It would have to to get you fired. My own, like, without like, maybe customer information would be my only guess. Like, I, you I know, because like, a, like, you know, you say people get canceled. Yeah. Like you have a job, right? So that that's how you could get canceled. I, yeah. If you said something like super. Yeah. On
1: stage. And like, it got recorded, but like people yeah. still have to see it. Yeah. Because I'm like,
0: I'm not. You would have to, you would honestly have to be trying something kind of probably fucked up anyway, yeah. right? Like, because like um, the audiences weed out most of that stuff. Like you can't even have a target with a joke uh, anymore. Like that it, where it's remotely mean, like unless it's yourself right. that you shouldn't so like uh or the audience will just feel bad for the victim of the joke yeah. even if it's imaginary they'll like get upset for the imaginary oh, yeah. victim you know and uh so i think it's just important that we um i mean it's 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 not that it's right or wrong it's just the way comedy's gone like the they audiences don't laugh as much for those kind of jokes for sure so as a comedian we just notice they're not laughing don't tell them yep you know,
1: they're not buying what I'm selling.
0: Yeah. So you move on to the next thing or you you recraft the same premise to make it more suitable. So the audience enjoys it. And then you try it again. Right. Like that's the craft of it. Yeah. But yeah, if you get caught when you've took a wrong turn and, or misspoke or, you know, like walk too close to the edge and you, you, you would have something to lose. Right. That's what I think.
1: But like at the same it has to be like somebody has to be filming it then it has to get posted
0: nobody's yeah no one gives a shit about any of us even if we try we can be screaming from the rooftops look at my set look, <laughs> look at my right? set <laughs> no one gives a fuck I know my sister was one time on this show and she just said something like kind of like innocently to try to raise money because she was raising money for um for her the place she worked and uh they were not allowed to like to but she said she would get like a day off work if she like raised the most money or something okay which she couldn't say oh and and um so very quickly she started getting in trouble for this and then uh she asked me to take the episode down i did and then uh, but before i took the episode down it got a huge amount of listens and it turns out it was all people at my sister's work who like had the, the story, like, no one was listening to my podcast at the time. Like it was really like a, like a bump in my listenership. And then I was like, what is going on? And then uh, they had like a rumor that I was like the Canadian Howard Stern and Lori went on this real dirty oh, the t- talk show and stuff. Like whoever was describing me was being very generous. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and so like my sister's just like, uh, you know, on this show that literally no one would ever hear. And yeah. she got punished for it. It's like the worst luck ever. Like I felt so felt so terrible for her. Did she like,
1: lo- did she lose her job or No, I didn't lose shit? the job.
0: She just she just was I think she lost the like maybe she's kicked out of the contest. She couldn't win the contest. I don't know. There was some repercussions. We're keeping
1: your money, but you're
0: gonna yeah, contest. Yeah. Anyways, there was some repercussions. I don't think she works there anymore, but that's her own choice. I don't even know, to be honest. But I know that, that was there was only two episodes where I had to like where there was like actual backlash and one time i did a, a dead baby joke and it created a bit of a stir oh <laughs> yeah i still argue about that at parties in delhi sometimes that when i run into this person you really want to i stand by my joke i stand by my joke i said it didn't give me an erection rob it didn't give me an erection <laughs> there's a difference there's a difference I. i know Do you mind if I do a little segment That we call Feedback We got feedback Sure We got feedback Uh Welcome to feedback. We got feedback this uh, this week. Uh, just if you want to get a hold of us, you know, do that. You go to the dutch hall at gmail.com You can go to uh, Dutch Hall on Instagram or the Dutch Hall on the Facebooks or fucking TikTok, whatever. You just can find us and tell us what you think of the show. Or you go on our YouTube channel, subscribe there, and tell us. That's what happened this week. We got some comments on our YouTube channel. Uh, There's a lot of chit-chat about the Peter North video, which is f- rising up the charts. And uh, the in the Peter North video, one fella, Eric V. 7720, he says his secret, that being Peter North. You know who Peter North is, Rob? Is that a bit before your time? I think I know who Peter North is. Peter North is a Canadian uh, porn star. Oh, I didn't know he was Canadian. Oh, yeah, he's from Nova Scotia. Yeah, and uh, Peter North uh, was more in the 80s and 90s uh, known as the Load Man. He would uh, produce an incredible amount of uh, seminal fluid in order to uh, create like a silly string type uh, ejaculate that would... uh, Lovely. That would a lot of times be put in slow motion stuff and you could see it like squirting across the room. It was just fantastic. It was artful. And... uh, Anyways, he said he had a lot of secrets to do with his diet, and uh, and and some of it was, of course, genetics. But this guy Eric V seven seven two zero, he says that his secret, as relayed by Tommy Lee, was uh, sticking an entire bundle of celery in a blender and drinking it like a smoothie the night before a shoot, with a little pineapple juice to enhance the taste. Eh? Oh. It's a gentleman as well. And uh anyways, this guy, Eric V, he used the word like enhance the taste. He didn't say make it taste better, eh? Enhance. This guy's like smart. This is the type of listeners I got. Hey? I, eh? I just want to it's say intense. that to you. And then on the other hand, on uh, also uh on YouTube, we got uh, Brett the Brat who says, Holy shit, this is bad, LOL. You guys come across, like, two window lickers that got left in the alternative school A.V. room. Oh. Which, which is alternative school. Is that for, like, um, people that are slower? Is that more of an I, England thing? I, get, I don't know. I think That'd be, be, be my guess. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't a fan of our show. So then I went into his thing. <laughs> and then I looked at his stuff. Uh, Brett the Brat. And uh, I'm not a fan of his stuff either. No? No, you like Satan, I think. yeah he's a so like I and I would say like uh, window licker uh, that's pretty accurate yeah yeah like he's saying we seem like dummies right like uh like uh like slow uh like plodding dum-dums I'm like that's pretty accurate like a a window licker I don't take a lot of offense to it we are pretty much two window lickers like uh he was talking I don't even know who the other guy was he's talking about but like yeah that's what you're watching dickhead This show is me. I'm an idiot. I don't have any skills. I can just see half the time my fucking uh, 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 video feed is flickering off. Like I'm a complete mess. You know it. I know it. Every person knows it. But we still watch it. Look, I just did it again by punching that thing. It went out. I wanna see if I can fix it. Uh, Main. Properties bang bang let's do it there we go back in business that like won't old nintendo you got to hit it a few times yeah yeah this thing is a is like it's a chitty chitty bang bang machine that makes a podcast run and it's cooked up by a mad scientist who smokes too much weed do you not understand that's the dutch hall it's taken me like 10 years to craft this vision of shittiness that has become my show Enjoy it or fuck off, you know? Like, that's, that's, I'm sorry, Rob. But please like and subscribe. Yeah, please like it and subscribe if you like it. But if you don't like it, what, lick my balls and subscribe. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like, I, seriously. But actually, thanks for helping the algorithm, uh, Brett the Brat. Brett the Brat. Anyways, that's, uh, that has been feedback. We got feedback. Hit the stinger. And if you'd like, you can get a hold of us. That's it. Anyways, so Rob, you got anything? You got anything coming up that you got want to make people aware of? No, oh, not too much lately. No, that's good. That's good. You don't want to be shilling your wares all the time. You came in just to be a good guy. Came in just to be a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Well, uh, you know what? I might actually. If I got another game to play. Yeah but i want to write these jokes cuz we've been off for so long that i've had just opportunities to write jokes okay. and then every time i've had a chance to record it or do anything i've never been been able to tell it so i'm going to run grab my jokes then i'm going to read the jokes we'll call Dutch all news and then then uh, you will say if it's good or bad joke okay. If it's a bad joke, unfortunately, oh, I don't want to sway you, but um, if it's a bad joke, I'll be punished for it somehow. Okay. I don't, if I think it's a good joke and you're calling it a bad joke and I think you're just trying to pad your score. I'll be honest. Yeah. Then then you're just not, yeah. You. If I can't trust you, Rob, then why do you have a guest on my show? Huh? Huh? <laughs> so I'm just going to pause it for a second and grab it. I'll be right back oh we're getting close to the end anyways that went fast did we really go oh i guess anyways we'll get we're, get, we're getting close to the end here rob I, oh okay i can't even believe it but time flies yes so this is this is the dutch hall news the dutch hall news doot 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 it's the dutch hall news right normally i have johnny helping me sing that and it sounds better it goes Dutch all news, Dutch all news, do do do. It's the Dutch all news. <laughs> That's it. But it's not. You don't have to sing it. It's a terrible song. Okay. So joke one. You ready? Okay. <sighs> I gotta catch my breath. I ran right to the house. <laughs> now, like, will these make it into your set? No. Okay. All There's these jokes. You know, one time they did. We just played a game where we had to write stupid jokes based on like a formula, and I used one of those in a set yeah I, but it started on this show I like my women like I like my peanut butter chunky easy to spread and all over my cock <laughs> and kept in the kitchen but I've expanded and tagged it since the original Okay. the original was just chunky and all over my cock <laughs> <laughs> you know there is bursts of jokes that come from this sometimes, yeah. but it's just fucking like that's a fucking around joke when I just kind of get like um, Where I don't know where to go on stage for a bit and yeah. I need a filler or a segue and I'll just just, just yell that, that at the audience and then it just, it gets a laugh and then I just kind of laugh because it makes me makes me laugh. <laughs> sometimes you get put in one joke for yourself. Oh yeah, <laughs> most of my sets for myself. Okay, uh, first one. Eleven-year-old uh, fingerboarding world record. Oh, I need glasses. Do I have them? Well, I must still do it without glasses. I thought I had, I had glasses. Have around here. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. I'll get them. I'm gonna get them too. I want to do this right. It'll help my timing if I can see. Okay, an eleven-year-old breaks the fingerboarding world record. An eleven-year-old Virginia boy earned the Guinness Book of World Records for the most ollies on a fingerboard in one minute. To this 11-year-old boy, I have two things to say. One, congratulations on your world record. And two, put down the board or get used to being a virgin. I'm going to give um, you the point for that one. OK. Because that one was a bomb, OK? Bad. Bad. Could hit a little harder. Yeah. I'm still out of breath from the run. OK, two.
1: <laughs> Some of my jokes
0: don't. <laughs> 285-year-old lemon auctioned for 1780 bucks, And the auction house was shocked that the pe- oh I should do this. A 285-year-old lemon was auctioned off for nearly $2,000, right? That's more succinct. Yeah. The auction house was shocked that the petrified fruit found in the back drawer of a cabinet— Oh, fuck me. I should read this before. The, the, <laughs> okay, point four. <Bad>. <laughs> okay, here, this one's going to be better. Timmins Restaurant, Closure Makes Headlines. Timmins, that's up by uh, North Bay. Yeah. News of an unexpected closing of a pizza hut in Timmins went viral when a picture of a sign explaining the Closure was circulated. The sign explains that the restaurant was closed due to unforeseen circumcisions. It turns out that a table of patrons misunderstood the meaning of you need to leave a tip. I like that. Ah, I got one. Yeah, that's a good one. There we go. One point for Pete. Okay. Indian police clear a suspected Chinese spy pigeon after eight months in bird lockup. Okay, the pigeon's ordeal began in May when it was captured near a port in Mumbai with two rings tied to its legs, carrying words that looked like Chinese. Police suspected it was involved in espionage and detained it. In other international news, American officials are said to be no closer to releasing the beaver they found in Minnesota looking shifty aha you laugh that i'll give that to you me. yeah that one counts but I, I sold it with the weird stare yeah, of yeah. trying to get something but up it for me. being
1: shifty with the stare
0: yeah at trendy japanese cafes customers enjoy cuddling with pigs you hear about this <laughs> you hear about this, this latest about the latest craze in japan is the pig cafe customers pay 2200 yen For the first 30 minutes in the company of pigs, a reservation is required. Some people have raised ethical questions about whether the animals enjoy the experience as much as the humans. They prefer that the animals are instead murdered and eaten on toast with lettuce and tomato. It's pretty good. Yeah. I had a bunch of other shit that I don't know why it was still there. I should have just kept it between one and the other. I'm not going to give any points for that one because I blanked it. Yeah. Um, oh no, that was it. Was that it? My last fucking joke? Ah, oh, that's it. I gotta end with something stronger. Yeah, got a closer. Wait, okay, let's play a game. Okay, we'll play a game to end. This is it. This is for all the marbles. For all the marbles, this is for the um, the clean flow prize pack. Okay, yeah, okay, um you have to guess which of these stories did not happen in Alabama, okay? It's like two truths and a lie, you know? So I got three news stories. Oh, okay, new, new, new news stories. Yeah, they're new news stories. They're things that happened recently in the news. Two of them really happened in Alabama and one did not. Yep. So you have to guess which one did not, okay? So this is the uh, first one Nude man nabbed by police after cannonball plunge into giant aquarium at Bass Pro Shops in Alabama. Does that one sound believable? I think so. But yeah, kangaroo spotted running through neighborhood, later returned to Alabama home. Is a kangaroo spotted running through a neighborhood in Alabama questionable? And third story: Firefighters capture python coiled around utility wires in Alabama. Yeah, I have to go with the kangaroo. Oh, I'm sorry, that's true. Point for Pete, because you get an anti point. That means it's tied. That means we have to go to a third one. Oh. Anyways, which uh, one was the lie? The lie is the uh, python. Oh. Yeah, the python coiled around there. It turns out that was actually uh, Florida. Yeah, ah. just changed it a little bit. It's the same fucking thing, but kangaroo. Yeah, it turns out a person had the kangaroo in his house. It was just a house pet. Turns out it's not a smart house pet to have. Sure. No. Yeah, Alabama. There's no rules in it. it gets on a a, a a kangaroo, but I'll tell you the the reaction of the people on the street because there was video of it. It's hilarious. Yeah, because no one believes that there's a there's a, a kangaroo? kangaroo running yeah. through. Yeah. I saw one time in my forest right behind my house. This isn't this isn't a joke, but it's just real. I saw what I thought was a fucking uh, ostrich, and because uh, it was so it was a tom turkey, but it was so big oh. that I was like, this fucking thing is an ostrich. Like it looks like an ostrich. Like it was so tall and it was when it was running through the forest in front of me, it looked like an ostrich running, right? But and then like a, a week later, I saw this thing, and I swear to God, it was a fucking kangaroo but it was a huge jackrabbit. It was just an enormous jackrabbit. Oh, nice. And, but it looked so big, I never seen a rabbit that big that I thought it, like, it looked like a kangaroo. Isn't that weird? In like a matter of two weeks in, my, in the same forest right behind my house.
1: Things grow in your forest.
0: Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. I don't think, the, I think everything's doing fine because I see wildlife all the time. It's So cool, um, I, li- I like it. But there's tons of coyotes lately. Helen, yeah, man Do you get coyotes in Brantford?
1: Not, no, not too bad No? Got a lot of, like, everything else
0: Oh, yeah You know, when I lived in L.A., there was coyotes, like, when you go for walks in your neighborhood Like, I lived in Silver Lake, which is, like, in the hills And you'd go for walks in the hills, and you would just run into coyotes in the daytime Oh Like, tons of coyotes in the neighborhood, you'd see them every day
1: But they just didn't care?
0: They were scared of you, just same as I was scared of them. But uh, I'd run into them all the time, and, like, I would, never got not scared of them. I'm fucking, like, they're, you still can't trust a wild animal. No. Yeah, they were pretty, um, but it was, like, they were so common. And because there was lots for them to eat, there was, like, uh, like a lot of animals eating fruit. So then, because there's fruit trees in people's yards and stuff, and then they would eat those animals. So it worked out good for them. It's just amazing how like you. It's like when you go to New York or something. There's no animals. No. You oh, know? yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah, and then you go to L. A. You're in a big city like that. You think you're not going to have wildlife, but you you have it everywhere. It's really kind of cool. That's why I like L. A. Better, but that's the only thing I like better about it. You ever been?
1: Been there once, but only for like a couple days. Yeah. After it, my yeah, after my wedding, I got married in Vegas. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, we,
0: where? At the Little Chapel? No, not at the Little Chapel. Oh, yeah. It's a
1: place called The Grove, so it's an actual, like, resort. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then we honeymooned over in L.A. for, like, four days or something like
0: that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I went and we got married at the Little Chapel one time. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was my second wedding. Yeah. Same girl. No. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, her 40th birthday.
1: Nice. Actually, we, we want to yeah. do that for my 40th. Oh, know. yeah? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, we're at the Little Chapel, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fun, man. It was fun. We did a group wedding. There was like four of us, four couples that got that nice. renewed our vows. Yeah. And we didn't know we were all religious. And then we all went up to the thing and they go, uh, it's kind of a shakedown just so you know, cause they give you a, a deal for the package, but they don't tell you. Then they get the girls all like with flowers and shit at the back for the procession in and they're all getting excited and stuff. And then uh, they, the minister goes, okay, uh, it's uh mandate. You have to tip between like 60 and $200, and it's a mandatory tip. We have to get the tip before the girls are allowed to start coming down the aisle. Like, they, they really shake you down. That's uh, Vegas. Yeah. And then uh, all the guys who I told, like, it's just going to cost you 75 bucks or whatever it was, they were looking at me like, fuck, I didn't was going to pay this, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Then, so now they're mad at me. But you- the girls are all excited at the back. You can't really let them down.
1: It's too late now. Because right. you're
0: being cheap, you know? So then we all paid it. But then they go, do you want to be like, uh, like a regular service or a Christian service? And all four of us, like at the same time go Christian. Oh. And then I think we all kind of, like we're surprised ourselves. Like we didn't even know that we were Christian. It just came out, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: But I can't imagine having a wedding service though to be in like, like, cause I, that's how I gr- grew up, you know? Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we all said it. And I think we're all different religions. Oh. No, two Catholics. And then the other two were two different things, whatever they were, but other kinds of Christian. No, one was Orthodox and one was, who cares? Anyways, you got anything you want to talk about or anything they want to ask of me before we end the show?
1: No, I don't think so. We didn't get to talk too much banking. We never did. Oh, well. We can do that next time.
0: What do you mean like to talk about um, how you can stay? or (laughs) yeah yeah kind of and because like i always think it's amazing like i i laughed so i could do it and you didn't you you were doing it and doing it and i don't know if the times change where they're more tolerant or maybe i just built it up as that they i couldn't do it yeah i know what i don't think anyone cares yeah yeah like really they don't like yeah in reality, they don't.
1: I'm also not in a sales role either, so like my face isn't out there in front of oh, I customers. Guess so. Yeah, yeah. so like I, that might help a little bit.
0: Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad I'm right. done. Yeah. It's not bad. I just can't. Like I do get really scared about. Uh, like I do legit have PTSD. About really? It. Yeah. It does give me the sweats big time.
1: Oh no! Like. Uh
0: you got a better attitude or something like that's the thing. I have a buddy of mine that called me up and he said, when, cause he still works there and I left and he was like, uh, you know what it is with us? We both recognize bullshit, but I don't let it bug me and you do. And, uh, and, and, uh, and that is kind of the difference. I couldn't let it go. Like I just let the little th- things that are obviously bullshit, uh, become like deal breakers. Well, like any job has
1: bullshit, right? Exactly.
0: So exactly. So I think if you're finding that in whatever you're doing, you're you're not happy. Yeah. And so, like, it's not really about what you think it is. It's just you're not happy there and you need to go do something else. But if you're happy, if you're like, usually the job's very little to do with your happiness. It's like you find your happiness at your job.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, man. If I was a a happier person, I would have enjoyed my job more. I think that now in sure. hindsight, but, uh, I don't, I wasn't maybe it, it, it's, uh, it all leads you to where you're supposed to go. I think hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I also
1: had a bunch of shit jobs before I got there anyway. So like I knew that.
0: Yeah. 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 That's the thing about the, the jobs. Like of all the jobs I quit, I, I'm happily burn all the bridges yeah. like happily except for one, the one bridge, not that I would ever want to work there again, but I, don't want to burn the bridge because i do appreciate what they did for me right, right. Uh, but uh i would hopefully never have to go back you know like but but i would uh but i do appreciate it because and they released like good you know like i was proud of the work i did and stuff but uh two of the other like banks i hated it and i was ashamed that i worked at both of them <laughs> that's the truth nice. yeah. one was only four days like that, that was that's quick yeah that was i knew right away this is this is worse yeah yeah yeah. this is bad and, and there are different oh yeah i yeah. think you can like we only have five of them and uh there's a big difference in each one of them and they all have their pros and cons yeah, yeah. that's the, the real truth and you can just find it and you really don't i it, i um is there still a lot of like people that bounce around between them
1: like be like switching, bank?
0: Yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like they'll try to work, they to get paid more or whatever. Yeah, like.
1: jump ship. Yeah, you, you may, they might only stay for like a couple of years and jump right back.
0: Yeah, yeah. But some people get really good at that. It's like they're they never really have to show they're good at anything. They just keep getting new jobs, and yeah. as soon as they find out they're crap, they get another one somewhere Unfortunately,
1: else. Unfortunately, like that's how you get like the bigger pay bumps. Some, yeah, it's it's shitty, but it. it
0: that time, I uh, I lasted four days. I had to pay back a signing bonus. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I knew it was wrong. Really? Uh, yeah, I couldn't even stay till I got to keep that. Oh, man. Yeah, like, I couldn't put up with it. Yeah, I was like, this is wrong. I'm out. It was a mistake. I shouldn't come. <laughs> wow. I felt terrible. The guy really stuck his neck out for me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he looked like I crushed him. He was, like, covering my desk while I was, like, waiting to get me because he thought i was the guy I was not the guy no. yeah
1: weren't the answer
0: it was uh, the, the, I, i'd never seen that guy again i saw him only one time we we're getting on a train i was getting on a train and he was like getting off oh. and uh, i was and he uh you could tell he's like what the fuck happened to you you know like and then uh and then uh but i've never seen him since and I, i like the fact that he's got to wonder what i'm up to that's the thing you create a legend because eh? you're in that world and people think you can't get out because it's kind of gets luke it gets kind of cushy after a while right oh, like yeah you get used to all that stuff and then when you do get out people are like how'd you do it and then you're like well most by like really like like feeling like i made a horrible mistake and then eventually you just forget you made the horrible mistake and then you just move on with the fact that you're never going to make that money again. And you're never going <laughs> to have, yeah, have that security again. And, and then you just get used to living without it. And it feels more like freedom to me. Like that's what I was used to. Cause I grew up on a farm, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I was used to just having that like entrepreneurial yeah. vibe, you know? So to me, that suited me a lot better. Nice. Yeah. No, Com- fair enough. And Comedy's got elements of that and you can mix it with others things. And then, still have that kind of freedom that's what that's kind of what i was thinking
1: i get that like my job's good with like it's very like nine to five i'm not taking anything home with me or anything like that really yeah oh wow so like that that was
0: not my experience yeah Yeah. so
1: that that i think is like because i had previous roles in the bank that were a lot of taking it home with me and yeah yeah so i think that's kind of changed for me in my career in like the last couple of years
0: yeah that was another thing i why i couldn't last because i took other people's problems yeah. So oh yeah personally so if they were in financial trouble i felt like i was in financial trouble yep. you know and then you got like a whole bunch of people's problems that weigh you down man and uh so after a while you just kind of get yeah you just get tired of it yeah yeah,
1: yeah that's why I, yeah
0: I, I had to get out of
1: being like the customer facing because i just yeah yeah I, I took too much of that on yeah
0: yeah well it's great man i really appreciate you coming in this week if you'd like to how can they follow you on the socials uh at robbie d 17 at robbie d17 that'll be up on the screen when we put it on the youtube and if you are watching this please if, to this point if you've got to this point of the video and you're actually watching me then you should hit like and subscribe because you've made this commitment already why don't you just help me a little bit more and rob because even though you didn't win tonight's game you still tied at five five tie goes to the contestant on this show because the host shouldn't win so you will be rewarded uh something out of our prize cabinet today you will get to choose from an assortment of clean flow prizes uh there's some spiky ball stuff some uh there's beer koozies from people like the second mouse in delhi and uh who else has got stuff in there. Uh, there's just oodles and oodles of stuff. Okay. Just you'll pick whatever you like. And so, thank you to all of your sponsors and everyone that's helped. Go support us on Patreon. Tell a friend about our show. Uh, go support like comedy. Check out my dates at Pete Comedian.com. And until next week, we will see you, NT. See you next Thursday. Bye bye. secret word was pussy